Jesus Fix It, the Good Morning Radio podcast with Seth and Jess. So we've talked quite a bit about relationships on our podcast, all kinds of relationships. But today we're going to delve into one I don't think we have jumped into yet. So I am going to encourage you to maybe get a box of tissues. Oh, starting uh, off crying. Yeah, I'm <laughs> no. just going to let you know. Um, today is special guest with us is uh, Brian Sanders, who, in full disclosure, is the executive vice president of our radio group, Positive Alternative Radio. But the reason we're talking to him today is, A, he's an amazing speaker, very engaging. and blah, and blah, blah. blah. <laughs> and now, now, hold humble. on. Can, can and, you let us? Okay, keep going, Seth. And he wrote a book <laughs> called Leadership Endurance. Which uh, just rocketed on the Amazon Christian Leadership bestseller blah, list. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And uh, he's written a book. Uh, uh, his recent book is Be Like Dad, 50 Stories for Life and Leadership. And the reason I thought it would be good for us to, to talk this morning is because all three of us have something in common. Um, I lost my father to cancer about 24 years ago. Mm. It was a lengthy and uncomfortable battle for everyone jess lost her father two and a half years ago yeah about four months after brian lost his dad as a matter yes. of fact yeah. and yeah. right and brian lost his father also to a battle with cancer i lost dad in august 2018 mm-hmm. and so um as a result, I thought we would talk about this because this is something that we've all got in common. And a lot of you that are listening to this podcast, you've experienced something similar. It, relationships have a lot of dynamics and a lot of challenges, but it becomes even more challenging when that person is lost, when that person has passed on. And so I thought we would talk to uh, Brian today about his book. Uh, that he wrote after the passing of his dad. And so, Brian, thanks. Uh, I know you got thank a lot you. of things going on, so it's it's great for you to stop by and be a part of this with well, us. Thank you. I'm very honored. So, yeah. Be like dad. Why, why did you write Be Like Dad? Like, at what point did you pick up the pen, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak, and say, you know what? I want to write about my dad. Um, I wrote Be Like Dad for me. Okay, when I write, I write for me. That's very selfish, and it's awful to admit. But that's what most authors do is they write for themselves because this is something I need to do. It's something that my heart needs to do. And when you write for yourself, what you discover is there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are going through what you're going through or have been through what, what, what like you've been through, and so they identify with this. So I wrote it for me to help out my heart to get these stories out on paper so that one, you know, I'd never forget dad, I, I, so I never could, uh, two, so that I could introduce dad to the world and say, here's what dad taught me. So that's why, and I got to be honest, it helped me with the grieving process. I'll just be real and vulnerable. Um, that's what it did. Now, let me say this: the book isn't sad. It isn't like you know this 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 uh, whole biography. It doesn't center around his death. It's just fifty stories of a kid who's with his dad, and these are fifty stories that like I remember. Mm-hmm. And so that helped me with my whole grieving process. So that's why I wrote the book. 
You know, I think it's an interesting thing because I, as as time has gone by for me, and maybe Jess, you're the same way, is people have asked me questions about my dad. And as I'm thinking and trying to answer the questions, I have memories of my dad that I had forgotten. And so this whole idea of writing this book is is probably very cathartic for you, wasn't it? Yes. it Yes, it very much was uh, because it helped me put emotions – how do I want to say this? It took stuff from the heart and it put it on paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it did. Uh so, I don't know how far you want me to go into that, but but there well, you go. Well, okay, so I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you, No, Seth. ma'am, you go ahead. Okay, so when I lost my father, there, and I'm sure anybody who's been through grief or who's lost someone, one of the stages or one of the things you think about is, I don't want to forget how they smelled. I don't want to forget what they did. I don't want to forget conversations. I don't want right. to forget X, Y, Z about this person. So I love what you just said. You started writing. You picked up a pen and you started writing and you wanted to write down all of these stories. So with that in mind, like what kind of things did you start writing about? Like what are your favorite stories? Like are there were there just sad stories that just came to mind or were they just funny things? Like what type of things did you pick up a pen and just automatically want to write about so that you would hold close to your heart? Um, <laughs> I could get in trouble for this. <laughs> uh, I worked uh, during high school down in Cachada, Louisiana. If you need to, you know, you could throw a dart at a map and you'd never hit it. Just let me tell you that. <laughs> Uh, it's about an hour south of Shreveport. Uh, I worked at KRRP AM 950 Cachada. <laughs> uh, we played country music, and this was in high school. I got the job when I was a sophomore in high school. Well, I had to be 15, 16 years old. And a friend of mine from high school also worked there, and her name was Laura. I think her name was Laura. Gosh, it's been so long ago. She and I got into an argument one afternoon. I can't remember what it was. We were yelling at each other. I mean, you know, teenagers, you get in, you know, you start arguing. Now, I never touched her. She never touched me, meaning like we didn't throw fists. Like, you know, I didn't slap uh-huh. her. She didn't slap. We're just arguing. Right. The mm-hmm. midday guy who's 35, 40 years old comes, he hears us yelling, comes in the studio, grabs me by my shirt. Pulls me in, pulls a fist back, Ooh. and brings his fist up to my nose. He never hits me, mm-hmm. but he has me grabbed by the shirt, pulls you know pulls back a fist. Well, I'm wigging out because now I'm yelling at him like you know let me go. Well, everybody got calmed down. Everybody went to to their corners, and you know, and he never hit me, and Laura and I were fine, and. Well, I got home that evening, I guess six, seven o'clock, and Dad says, Boy, how's your day? I'm like, Well, you ain't going to believe this. <laughs> well, I told him the story, and I told him, and I'm going to change the guy's name to Bob, okay? Because okay. I don't want to <laughs> create a legal situation. Well, I told him what Bob had done. Dad goes to the, now this is before cell phones. Dad walks over to the kitchen where the phone was, because everybody had the phone in the kitchen back in the day, didn't of they? Of course. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Calls his friend, Sam, and I'm changing his name as well. Says, Sam, get over here. We have, we have a situation to handle. I have – I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Five minutes later, Sam screeches into our driveway, literally. Dad goes to his gun rack, picks up the 20 gauge, mm-hmm. puts three shells in it. Mm. We go out to the truck. Dad says, boy, get in the middle. Well, there's Dad behind the wheel. I'm in the middle. And then there's Dad's buddy, Sam. And Sam has brought a shotgun. Mm-hmm. This is deep south Louisiana. And now there's two shotguns hanging the gun rack in the back window. Dad pulls out of the drive. Now, Mom is off on her bowling league. Y'all. We, we are, listen, we are classy people. I'm just saying, okay? I'm, I'm getting the impression. <laughs> You're getting, so here we are headed through Cushada. Dad takes a left on Hickory Grove Road. There's woods on both sides. I mean, we are flying. And Dad retells the story to his buddy Sam. And I'll never forget Sam saying, Jack, we can't stand for this. People pushing around kids like this. And I'm like, y'all, it's really okay. <laughs> I'll never forget saying that. It's really okay. We are flying down Hickory Grove Road. And then Dad takes an immediate left into a gravel driveway. I'll never forget the sound of those tires hitting the brakes, sliding on that gravel. And Dad throws it into park. Gets out. His door is open. Sam gets out. His door is open. Dad grabs a shotgun. Now, at this point, I'm thinking, I'm going to jail. <laughs> uh, either, either we're all going to die or we're going to jail. And I remember thinking, what is mom going to think? <laughs> like, like when she gets home from bowling, what is she going to think? That's when the trouble's going to start. Well, dad steps out of the truck. Bob, Dad just starts yelling. He doesn't go up to the door. He doesn't go up there and knock. He just starts yelling, Bob, 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 get out here. That ain't what he said. (laughs) Some portion of this broadcast may have been edited. (laughs) Anyway. You're correct. (laughs) Well, Bob comes to the front door and comes out on the porch and he says, who is it? Y'all, it's at that point I hear, uh-huh. And dad shoots around off in the air, straight up. <laughs> and he says, I'm Jack Sanders. And y'all, we had to be 50 yards from that porch, but you could see all the blood drain from that man's face. Mm-hmm. And dad says, if you ever touch my son again, if you ever grab him by the shirt again, if you ever Pull a fist on my son again. And then dad, boom, shoots off a second round. And then dad yells at him, do I make myself clear? Bob doesn't say anything. Dad says, excuse me, do I make myself clear? Bob says, (laughs) Bob says back. He didn't say Jack. He says, yes, sir, Mr. Sanders. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So we get back in the truck. We go home. And they're sitting down there recounting this like it's nothing. Like this is just like normal. And I am just like, I have two thoughts. What's mom going to do when she gets home? Well, mom comes home and they tell mom what happened. And I, I figured Mom would be upset. She looked at Dad and said, Jack, did you handle it? He said, yes. And that was all that was said. Mm, she's yeah. a ride or die. Um. She's, uh, and then 
I'll say this. I'll end with this. I never had another problem out of him at work. I wonder why. Really? <laughs> I wonder why. Wow. And, and this is the lesson that that, that, that that taught me. First of all, don't bring weapons to work. That isn't the point of the story. The point of the story is this, is that you protect those that you love. Mm-hmm. You stand up for those that you love, and you protect them against injustice. Mm-hmm. That's what Dad taught me, and that and that's a story that's in the book. It's fun. It's a little shocking, and I'm not promoting guns. I'm not saying that you should do that. It's a story from my childhood that I'm just sharing, okay? So, so Jess, you wanted to ask a question. <laughs> no. I was actually just going to say um, when they said when they said we're going to handle a situation, you should have yeah. known what was up. I know. Um, <laughs> So has this has have writing these stories and remembering all of these amazing things has this kind of changed or reshaped how you remember your dad how you feel about your dad has there been any any change in there I don't know if it's changed or reshaped let me say this it's it's made me appreciate him more mm. it has given me a deeper appreciation for what he went through what he endured um how he raised me, um, and the simple example that he set, well, you know, that he set uh, before me. Um, I tell people in the book, uh, Dad never called me stupid, never called me an idiot, never. Even if I brought home a D or an F, never called me stupid, never called me an idiot. He'd say, boy. And that, that that was my nickname, you know, boy. It wasn't like Brian or B. It was boy. Boy, you can do better. Dad believes in you. That's what he'd say. That's powerful, though. Yeah. He he he, he never, you know. So there you go. I know these are your stories. This is your heart. This is your right. passion. But I have to ask how your mom feels about your book. Mm-hmm. Um, how does she feel about you sharing these intimate moments, these stories? Is she like, uh, boy, why are you telling everybody all our business? Why are you putting that up in the book? Or is she just like, okay, all right, I'm cool with this. Like, how does your mom feel? I th- she's proud. She's honored. Uh, <clears throat> she's, um, yeah, I'd say she's proud. She's honored. She, she has never once said, please don't share that story. Uh, mm-hmm. There are stories I didn't share, but I will share once. <laughs> I'll share at some point in the future. I'll write another book uh, <laughs> that like includes some of her because <laughs> uh, there's some of those stories. And uh, but she's proud. I think she's honored. Uh, I dedicated the book to her and Dad. Mm-hmm. So uh, she hasn't read the book yet. Okay. I mean, this is. I mean, we were we're recording this on March 17th. So. She hasn't read the book yet. Um, she's she's actually heard a few chapters of it, and she loves it. Good. So, we'll, we'll, so Jess, I'll tell you that after after she gets a copy. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I do have one last question. If I'm sure. not stepping on you, Steph, um, I'm Steph used to again. Steph. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I call them. I'm sometimes okay. Just playing. Um, edit. <laughs> you can edit that part out. But I'm not gonna. <laughs> So I know your book is for um, a lot of people. It's for maybe if you haven't 
had such a good relationship with your dad, if you're grieving the loss of your dad or Mm. for leaders, even there are a lot of leadership lessons in your book. And we know in the business we're in, we're vulnerable and we share a whole Mm. lot. But is there certain stories or did you leave certain stories out of this book and maybe in your next book? Are there certain things that are only for you? that are stories that you won't ever share about your dad. They're just going to be protected for you. That's a great question. I'm pretty much an open book. Um, Are there stories I wouldn't share? Probably not. I mean, dad was a character. Mom was a character. (laughs) Um, Um. I don't think there's stories that I wouldn't share. Uh, Dad never did anything illegal, as far as I know. Okay. Uh, Dad, uh, he never did anything, you know, nothing like that. So I don't. Uh, so I would probably write more in the future. Let me say this: before the book's even out, I've already had people pre-order the book, and this has happened to me multiple times already. People haven't even read the book. And I have people already messaging me saying this, I can't wait to read your book because I had a terrible relationship with my dad. So I'm hoping to to adopt your dad as my dad. Is that okay? Mm. And I'm a wreck Yeah, <clears throat> that God would use my dad's life to bring some hope and healing to people who didn't have the kind of relationship with their dad that like I had with with you know with with mine so uh, I hope that answers your question so so it's just for people who possibly didn't have a great relationship with their dads for people who did uh, I guarantee you that if you read this book, it'll make you think of certain things that happen with your dad. For mm-hmm. example, was anybody else's dad like this? Is this was my dad? Everybody else in the world, at times, to my dad, they were an idiot. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Jess is giggling. Oh, okay. my dad, not me. Okay. Oh, so, sorry. Okay. From the moment that dad was like diagnosed with cancer until he passed away it was seven weeks now we're probably four weeks into this me and my wife we live in virginia mom and dad they live down in louisiana well dad facetimes me well i'm thinking okay something's horrible happened you know because we weren't seeing the whole progress on his cancer that we wanted they're at home depot and mom is in the store buying a weed eater Daddy, what's up? Son, look at this. He hits the camera button on his FaceTime to show me what's going on in front of him. Look at this idiot trying to park over here. Dad (laughs) is four weeks into his cancer battle, and he's fussing about somebody trying to park over here in front of him. He said, this person can't park between the lines. Son, why do they give people license? (laughs) Tell me. And this is what he says. He says, these people vote. (laughs) He's not wrong. Does this remind you of your dad? Does this remind anybody of their own dad? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Oh, yeah. So... All right, I I I would love to talk more and just run with all of this, but unfortunately, the you know time is an issue. So, 
before before we go, it, it wouldn't do much good to talk about the book without letting people know how they can get the book. Go to spiritfm.com, and at the top of their page, you'll see a slider. Or you can click to where it says shop, and uh, you can get a copy of the book there. I'd be honored. Let me just say this. I don't get a dime from this. This goes toward um, toward Spirit FM. Me and my wife said, you know what, this is for – uh, PAR, this is for Spirit FM, and so that's what we're doing. So you can go there and you can pre-order the book. Brian, thank you for thank you. Uh, taking some time out of the day. Thanks for writing the book because I think it's going to be fascinating and encouraging and inspiring to a lot of people that, yeah, with the interesting relationships that we have all had with our dads at one point or another. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you all. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, send them to podcast at spiritfm.com. This is a production of Positive Alternative Radio. The good news and encouraging music is available to you wherever you go. You can take Spirit FM anywhere with our encouraging radio app. Now, when you join Spirit FM on the ER app, you can enjoy Positive Gold as well. It's a station that will provide you with contemporary Christian music from the 90s, just in case you like those oldies, like Michael W. Smith, Stephen Curtis Chapman, and so many more. The same encouraging music and messages you hear every single day on the radio, you can hear all around the world, and you can even share it with your friends. Download it today on Apple or Android.